Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two, two real, real people. people. <laughs> We're your hosts. <laughs> Sorry. Brittany Powering and Penny Blackmore. Hi there. Hi. Hi. We discovered that if you rate, review, and subscribe, it doesn't actually help us at all. It does nothing. Yeah. But so. thanks for doing it. Um, <laughs> it would be great if you could recommend the podcast to one friend. That'd be great. Here's the thing. I think it helps, but only like it doesn't help people. It bubble up. It helps like people looking at it deciding. To get reassurance yeah. that we're not terrible. So we're really happy that who if you've if you've rated and we truly appreciate back. it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, so apparently people can actually you can pay <laughs> you can pay someone in Bangladesh. Yeah. To basically, they have like a thousand uh, Apple IDs, uh-huh. and they log into each of them. And get all of the episodes okay. of the podcast. So you can you can basically pay someone to um, hack your way up the <laughs> iTunes charts. Love that. And that still exists. I listened to a wow. podcast about it the other day. Crazy. I was like, should we do that? <laughs> should we? Mm. We might. We might. We yeah. might. If we if we really take off success wise, <laughs> you know, know we paid for it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as as long as it's not like like uh, cheating the numbers of, you know, saying like we have way more listeners than we do or something like that. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Right. I would hate lying. But if it just boosts you up so that people discover you, is that wrong? Um, <laughs> the the we'll episode see. on morals is coming next week. <laughs> I love that we're just telling our, our listeners that we might do I this. I know. I know. I'm, I'm scared though. I probably won't do it. I don't want anyone to know. I know. Mm. It's this, this organic growth has been really nice. And we are growing. We are slowly growing. But surely. So slowly. <laughs> it's slow. But it's kind of cute. I it love, is cute. I love, <laughs> I love our followers so much. I'm like, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. that's so great. Have you seen the like little Spotify things where it's like, yeah, yeah we're always like second or third. Yeah. <laughs> Never number one, which is okay. I'm also <laughs> Who okay wants with to that. be number one anyway. I mean, number one that sucks. Yeah, um, yeah. Those those things are funny, but I don't actually listen to podcasts on Spotify. Do Me you? neither. Yeah, I, I use Apple Podcasts. So mine said all kinds so of dumb. weird things. Yeah, Apple mm. Podcasts is the worst. It is so shit. Oh my god, it's so bad. Fuck you, Apple. Um, but I did learn that my my most played artist on Spotify is Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> of course it is, by right? the way. I just like Brittany's to feel always, like I'm in a movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Brittany's wanna... always trying to create a sense of higgy. Yes. Oh, sorry. Hygge. Hygge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Was it you who was telling me about this? Maybe. Or did... Probably. I feel like I was having this conversation with someone else for some reason. Possibly, and they were saying maybe. That, yeah, possibly. This is the like Nordic mm. way of life. Kind it's of like you create a, an atmosphere of coziness and yes, and, yeah. You that light is the so candles. My thing. You have a bubble bath. You have the red wine. You have the Ella Fitzgerald. Oh my god, that is like Britney's personal Am I brand it right wrong? there. That <laughs> is my personal brand. You nailed it. I love being cozy. Mm, me it's too. Well, that's good because we're literally in a closet. I know. Thank right God. Now. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, good. We're recording. That's great. How the heck are you, Britt? Well, I'm good, Pen. Oh, that's great. I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. I um, I've been learning a little bit, a couple of, di- I thought I would share some discoveries mm. of my most recent work escapades. Please do. Um, and most of it actually is around kind of uh, sales or client relations in a way. 
One thing that I've learned is very important. And I think is, I, I always kind of knew this, but is becoming more important to me now is like, if so, okay, two things. First thing is, uh, creating a sense of scarcity, mm-hmm. which I did by accident in mm-hmm. a call recently. <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, well that, blah, blah. And then, uh, and then the person on the other end was like, you're just kind of creating a little sense of scarcity here. Like I really need to book you quickly. And I was like, well, all right then. Yeah. 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 yeah but it's, it's funny because it's, it's not that you need to lie about that, mm. but you also need to not be available all the time totally. and make sure that you, you know, you get the point across that it's like important that, you know, your time your is hot valuable. Property. Hot property. Exactly. <laughs> and then the second thing is get, getting a, um, a deposit or a down payment mm. on work. How do you feel about that? Oh, very strongly. Very strongly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, otherwise, like the worst thing in the world is when you're a freelancer and someone's like, look, we're not going to have time to do that tomorrow anymore. We'll have to push it back to the next year. And you're just like, well, you're like, okay. what? I blocked I it just on my calendar. Won't have Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'll just cry into my suit. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Everything's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. I just have other clients like ready Lining to go up. at the last minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck you a little bit. Sorry, but fuck you. <laughs> totally. So that's the thing. I think that, you know, you need to think about yourself a little bit more mm. and be, and, and it's totally uh, okay to ask for like, oh, hello, wake up. I just <gasps> remembered that I have to call someone right at now? lunchtime. Oh, okay. In a, in a few minutes? Do we have a few minutes? Yeah, I think we can finish the pod. Okay, great. But I'll just have to remind myself. Okay, good. Very good idea. Um, um, so while Penny does that, I'm <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, wake up. So the thing... <laughs> wake up, Penny, it's time. Uh, that's my wake up um, alarm. That's why I said that. Um, it's mine too. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a nice one. Yeah. It's the, a least abrasive. Some of them are like... Meh! Except for if you have it on a really high volume, which happens to me every once in a while, where I forget. Shit out yeah, of you. It, and you wake up and your heart is just pounding. Great, great. That's the worst. I had really good dreams last night. I had a good dream that I went to the Glossier pop up in London, and oh. I tried the eyeliner, and it, that it was really good. Well, I've that got that eyeliner dream. coming for you. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, berber. So deposit, back to the topic, yes. getting a deposit on your work. And I think that depending on the amount, anywhere from like 25% to 50%. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people actually just get paid up front, mm. you know, I, I feel uncomfortable about that. I like to deliver the the, the, the goods 100%. and then get the rest yeah. of the pay. And that's a hard, uh, it's a hard, hard bargain to drive. It is. Be like, just pay me now. I could flee the country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think a, as like a company, you can do that, like as a big company, but as a freelancer, sure. it's like not going to happen. Yeah. But people are totally willing to pay like a small percentage of, of your, as you they know. should be. They should. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you got to get booked. What's going on with you, Penn? Uh, I am reading the book Nine Lies About Work. So I'm supposed to be reading this book too. I just she's not doing stalled. it. I'm it's stalling. okay. I never like. I always like get the book on Audible and then listen to the first chapter, and I'm like, okay, cool, I got and it. And then I dr- drop out. Um, so it's really, really good. Uh, basically, they talk about. I've actually written down a quote. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Here we go. When people ask you what it's really like, you immediately know that you're going to tell them not about, oh, they're talking, I should give some context. Yeah. So when you're talking about, when you're asking someone what their job is like or what their workplace is like, uh, 
you know that you're not going to tell them about the solar panels in the cafeteria, but about what it's really like. So you'll get real and talk about how work is parceled out, whether many managers play favourites, how disputes get resolved, whether the real uh, whether the real meeting happens only after the formal meeting is over, mm-hmm. how people get promoted, how territorial the teams are, territorial, how large the power distance is between the senior leaders and everyone else, whether good news or bad news travels fastest, how much recognition there is, and whether performance or politics is most prized. So it's like I love that because it talks about all the nuances about what makes the workplace good to work at and what makes it a shit place to work at. I love the one where it says whether performance or politics is most prized because like I've worked within companies um, as as my clients and I've been like, it's almost like you don't want to do a good job. It's like they, it's much more important for them to um, play the game of politics than it yeah. is to actually deliver an exceptional outcome. So and upsetting. there's nothing more depressing than that. It's like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Um, and also another thing in Nine Lies About Work is that they talk about um, the idea of being, what do, what do they call it when you just literally sit at your desk and do anyway, it doesn't matter. We can So this quote though that you that you read, mm-hmm. so is this what that he's saying you should like ask people what it's really like to work somewhere before you start? Or where is this going? Um oh so uh basically he was talking about this idea that you basically you Google companies and it's mm-hmm. like you read their glass door reviews and they're like, oh, there are solar panels in the cafeteria and you get uh, one flexible working day per month. And yeah. like all these sort of like exterior factors mm-hmm. that don't really tell you anything about the company. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a I very read, good quote. No, no. I, I think I think that's absolutely right. I read this. Um, the, I did read one chapter of this book. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was about, I actually should have the book with me right now because I, um, it was kind of like, it was talking about this and maybe you remember this part so you can explain it better. (laughs) The woman was talking about how she left this job that she was at for like years and years and years. She went to a new company and just absolutely hated it Mm -hmm. and thought she was making the right move. But actually they kind of have found out that people don't actually stay at a company for the job, Mm -hmm. like for the job they're doing. It's very rare. It's more about actually the feeling, the culture, the people. Mm -hmm. Um, the job is like very low down on the list of things. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely talk about where the people, um, so basically their philosophy on why people stay at a job is A, do they, um, believe the purpose and mission of the company? Right. And B, are they acknowledged, are they able to do work that aligns with their strengths and then are they acknowledged for it? So like if you're doing something that makes a lot of sense for you and you're able to play with within that sort of space where you're really happy and you're really confident and people are saying this is really great work you're doing Mm -hmm. that's you're more likely to stay at a job yeah and I think for some people it it, it's it differs um obviously but for this woman that this story that I was reading for her it was like very obvious that um this like she I think she shifted positions and like got a, a role at like you know a, um she got a better role mm. at this new company but it became very clear that the way that they managed she didn't like the way that you know everybody kind of communicated she was really like didn't enjoy mm. and it just became super obvious that she would have been so much happier staying at her old role yeah than making this shift and now she's at this company that doesn't align with her own values mm. and, and I just find it really fascinating because it's like 
people often think about like climbing the ladder and, you know, you got to be moving and mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to do this new job and I want to do that. But it's like people very, very rarely, I think, consider like, will I be happy mm-hmm. doing this? Will I yeah. be happy after the shift? Like how, you know, I don't know. It's just something to think about that like a job isn't just the job. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just about making progress all the time. Yeah. 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 I think she had a really bad manager as well. Okay. Maybe that's what she, <laughs> she said like on her third day or something, she, um, she got a major red flag and she was like, oh shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I hate that feeling when you're like, you've started a new job and you're like, this will be fun. And then something happens. And you're like, oh motherfucker. Oh my God. I'm going to yeah. strap myself in. <laughs> I, t- I don't know if I told you this story, but mm. my, one of my mom's friends started a new job um, and she was super excited because it was like a position um, that was like a step above what she was doing before. She's going to be managing a lot more people. And on her first day, she was in a meeting. Oh, no. And, uh, Not the first. And her, uh, I think, it, I don't know if it was her superior or someone that she just worked very closely with, someone else in the meeting, like outwardly called them a bitch and like told them to shut up and there was just like the the this place was just like falling down at the seams like it was just and what's hilarious I mean I should it's like it's like kind of like a governmental okay uh area yeah so fascinating though right because of course in government they have so many like once you have a job in there, it's like very, very difficult to, to get them yeah, out, right? Yeah. So, but she was just like totally like it's just the saddest thing when that happens. She was so excited for this new position and this new experience, and then just nightmare oh, from the get go. You know, yeah. like people crying constantly, like, and mm. she's just like, "What is this place?" Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's the challenge, I guess, figuring out how, like, if yeah. a place is actually a decent place to work. Well, you start. one of the great tips in the book is Ooh. that they talk about the idea that you shouldn't look at the company as a whole because companies as a whole, mm. like there's some companies are massive. There's no way to ensure a consistent experience across the entire company. Mm-hmm. You should look at your team in great detail. Oh. Um and apparently, like, well-running teams can perform really well and, like, everyone's happy and they'll have good retention, whereas if you're in a team that um, doesn't collaborate well together, etc., then you're going to be really miserable. So it's all about the teams, apparently. That's super interesting. And now that I think back on, like, some experiences yes. that I've had, I'm like, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why sometimes in a company you'll see, like, some teams are so excited and happy and fulfilled at work and other teams within the same company yeah. are just, like, falling apart. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. So this week we're going to be talking about making decisions. Oh, God. I love this topic. Yeah, me too. I'm a real, like, are you scared of making decisions? Are you one of those people that, like, overthinks about things and overcomplicates? Um, so... <laughs> This, like, up until this year, I've been very, like, happy to go ahead and make a decision. Yeah. The last, like, six months, I've felt, and I think this is just life circumstances, I've felt quite insecure in all of my decisions. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, everything feels really new, I guess. Right, Um, yeah. But that's totally fine. So, yeah, I'm I'm going through a weird patch with the decisions. Yeah. How about you? I think I am a very... um, just like in, when it comes to decisions, 
I used to be very impulsive. Mm. I think that's also very common when you're young, you're more impulsive, of course. Um, But I used to be very impulsive. I mean, that's what brought me to Berlin, Mm. of course, was like literally one day I just decided I was going to move. Yeah. Just bought the ticket, sold all my, like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) kind of crazy actually now that I think about it. (laughs) I think about doing it now. I'm like, oh, I could never, Um, which is interesting. But yeah, so I think that I do these days, I tend to overthink Mm. decisions or think more about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, like realistically, I don't think there are right or wrong decisions, but there are good ones and there are better ones. And then there are terrible ones. Like there's a lot of nuance in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really quite hard to predict how it's going to play out. So it's, it, that's what makes it so hard. It's like a gamble most of the time. For sure. So Um, I have like a couple of things that I do in that respect, because mm -hmm. that's the thing that I think scares most people and especially me about making a decision is that feeling of it's forever. Mm. And so what I started kind of telling myself is like, I'm going to make this decision. And if possible, I know some decisions you can't go back on, obviously, Mm. but some decisions you can say, I'm going to give myself one year. I've made this decision. Let's Mm reevaluate one year later. Mm -hmm. And that to me provides a lot of relief Mm -hmm. in that sort of like anxiety, like, yeah, am I doing the right thing? Absolutely. The one thing about, so I did this, um, workshop with, um, school of life. School of life thank yeah. you. I was like, what is it called? School of life. That was all about decision-making. And one thing I found so, so valuable in it is what they got us to do is look back on our life. I think they said like from the point of like 15 or something and think about all the really big major decisions that you've made Mm -hmm. and then think about what fueled them like what was the emotion or what was the deciding factor was it did it have to do with your parents was it social influence was it something that you've always wanted was it you know and you kind of like start to categorize all these decisions that you've Mm -hmm. made and you see similarities or you see sort of um uh ebsom flows yeah you see sort of like where you made decisions and where um and what for what reason Mm -hmm. and it becomes Becomes very obvious to you the kind of sort of decision making person you are, yeah, and like and what fueled those decisions. So what I found really interesting, a lot of the decisions that I've made until kind of now, have been based on like seeking adventure and mm. excitement mm-hmm. and sort of that kind of that that sort of value, yeah. Um, and it's not a you know it's an interesting when I realized that I was like wow that's really fascinating because I I I'm I'm definitely an adventurous person but I mm. never would have said like oh, I'm su- I'm always looking for excitement. Like yeah. that's not really, you know, but all of my decisions are really but sort of have, have been based on that. Mm-hmm. And then you have a good idea of like wh- maybe where you should spend more time mm-hmm. making decisions, maybe where you should spend less time you thought too much or you used, you know, an outside influence like your parents or something to yeah. make a decision. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really good um, exercise to do. Yeah, kind of matching up like the times things went well with what emotion accompanied. Correct. That. Yeah. yeah. That was the one thing I just forgot to say that, yeah, you would say like, <laughs> you, you'd kind of categorize them as like good decisions. Now yeah. that you look back, it was a good decision or it was a not as good decision. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of see where, where it sort of works out. And that's really fascinating. I would actually really recommend like doing a little timeline on a sheet of paper mm. and doing that. Cause it's really eye opening. That's a great idea. Yes. Um, I think also this, one of the things that I would because I'm quite an impulsive person as well. Right. I would definitely, one of my major pieces of advice that I learned this year is that you're, if you're sort of making a decision or making a series of decisions that are quite serious, mm-hmm. definitely uh, let 
uh, some time elapsed before you make yes. the decision. So before you go ahead with it, don't rush anything. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny because um, the decision I'm thinking of is that I got a tattoo on my arm. I've been thinking about the design for like two years. Yeah. Um, and when I when it came time to pull the plug, I had a dinner scheduled at 10 and my tattoo appointment scheduled at 6. And so I kind of rushed through the appointment and it, I wasn't happy with the outcome at all. Yeah. So it's kind of like when it comes time to actually enact things or whatever, it, you can actually take some time to go, okay, let's just think this through. Totally. Don't schedule things back to back. Yeah. 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 Learn from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible I mean it's a it's an awful example because it's a tattoo it's I know. extremely I'm just going to have to get something done over it That's right you can just <laughs> yeah get it and I mean there's tattoo removal although I hear it's very very painful, painful. and like <laughs> long and awful Yeah um what about like consulting people mm. when you're making a decision is yep. that something that you do like would you talk to people about Yeah so I was reading something about this um and basically the advice was ask three people to consider to come up with five good questions. Oh. So um, for me, my three people would be like Brittany, my mom, and my best friend at home. And I'd be like, can you come up with five good questions about how, like instead of sort of, because sometimes when you ask people for advice, they go straight in with advice. Yeah, exactly. But what they should really be doing is coaching you and helping you to like prod you in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. I love a good coaching session. Oh, I yeah. still uh, have good feelings about my coaching session I had with our friend Venla. Mm. She asked me a lot of questions and it's so fascinating. The more questions you get asked, the more you just come to the conclusion yourself. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it becomes very obvious. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. And I find like consulting people, sometimes it can be like, are you one of those people where, you know, um, you know, when you're like, I'll give you two, you know, there's two, I have two options, this option or that option. And then the person's like this option. And you're like, no, now I've, re- the other now I've realized I want the other option, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm totally that person. Yes, I need 100%. someone to say, yeah, to like, yeah, yeah to help me in that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Uh, funny. Um, when it comes to, because I'm thinking a lot of our listeners will be wanting to choose between maybe one role or another or a kind of a horizontal promotion you know when you're moving from one department to another or um you're not necessarily getting a raise or whatever but you're kind of taking a different position that could take you in a different career direction what advice would you give there yeah actually funny you should ask penny Mm -hmm. because i was talking with somebody about this very recently and they were choosing between two job opportunities. Mm-hmm. And one was um, a, like a role where they would feel kind of very comfortable. You know, they kind of had the skills. It was it was uh, in a company that's very well known. They were mm-hmm. really excited about it. And the other one was kind of like, ooh, it would be like a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, it was a more exciting, more room to kind of like learn. But at a company that's like not quite as well-known right so it's like that's I think that's common like a common sort of decision because when you go into a well-known company usually their roles are very well defined Mm. um there's uh you know there's room to grow but of course you might not the the pace of your learning might not be as fast yeah whereas at a smaller company that's new whatever you're going to be kind of rolling and I guess it for me I would probably ask questions around um you know what is it that you are excited about right now? Mm. You know, are you excited about getting some stability in your life, Mm. some balance, some, you know, having a bit more time for yourself? Then I would pick the one, you know what I mean? Like, and 
to me that it's, I mean, maybe that's kind of obvious advice, but if you're excited about, you're at this point where you're like, I'm ready to just go for it. Yeah. And I want to learn. I want to grow. And I want to like, yeah, like I want to work a lot and I want to, mm. you know, whatever. Then I would pick the one that you feel, the one that you feel ready for in that mm. moment, you know, yeah. what would you say? Um, yeah, I think it's about sort of, I would work backwards from what skills I want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I t- spend some time like writing down the skills that I think are going to be important for me in my next steps of my career or yeah. for, just for my own interest and enjoyment. Um, and then I'd work backwards from there. So I'd say like company A might be offering me, like you said, more stability, a role in a team, like uh, maybe I've never worked in a team like that. And so that's something that I want to pursue. Option B might be more like you're learning how to lead a program. You're coming up with a lot of ideas and actually implementing strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, if those were priorities for me, then I would think about that one. Yeah. So, um, I think it's like, as opposed to, because I've never really been good at goal setting. And I think, um, something that I've read in the nine lies about work, was that goal setting is, it's almost like writing down what everyone knows has to happen and then being like, do that. And then it's binary. So you either achieve the goal or you don't achieve the goal. Yeah. Um, whereas when you think about skills and acquiring those skills, um, it can be a little bit more attainable. It's like there's less uh, ambiguity there. Right. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about that? Interesting. I think that's really fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I I find um I find decision making around work and career just extra difficult mm. because it really feels like if you make the wrong step, you could set yourself back, you know, years potentially. Mm. You know, like that's always the fear for me is like um when I was like before AJ and Smart, I was looking at all these different jobs and I was really trying to think of the right way to go. And mm. I really struggled with that because I was like, well, am I missing out? And that reminds me of um that uh, really great Steve Jobs quote where he's like, decision, making a decision is about, no, no. What did he say? It's something about how you have to say no to something. Like mm. making a decision is leaving something behind. And that's, that's why it's right. so yeah. hard to yeah. do mm-hmm. because you don't, it's not like making this choice is like, it's not just making this choice. It's, it's choosing not to doing. not do yeah. that. Yeah. Totally. fascinating. Love that. Apparently, um, Jeff Bezos from Amazon said that a good workday for him is making three uh, difficult decisions. Ooh. If he manages to make three difficult decisions, then he's happy. I like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't we, you know, like, so true. Yeah. It is. And I think, um, yeah, for, for us, especially in the last few weeks, it's been like our decision-making process has been like, how do we figure this out? Like, what yeah. do we go ahead with and what do we say no to? So. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like the the short-term test. If there's mm. any way to test something out before I make a decision, mm. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. If that means like, uh, you know, figuring out a way to like shadow someone for a day in a mm. job if I'm unsure if I'd like it or just finding a way to kind of like test if if that would be right for me yeah. is, is a great. I love that. And also yeah. like breaking the decision up into a smaller, yes. like making it smaller somehow Yeah, so totally. that it's not like I'm committing to this for five years. It's like I'm committing to this for a week. Let's yeah. see how we go with that. Yeah. And one final thing yeah. I think is to really go with your gut. Like don't ignore your intuition. Your intuition often is 
kind of on point. It's so hard. It's so hard to do that, I find. I agree. Like, I've been really questioning my intuition lately. I'm like, what is intuition anyway? Yeah. I'm like, do I have, like, I I often am like, is that my, is that my gut or Mm. is that me worrying about something or is that me, you know, like, what is that? Yeah. Um, But I think that the more sort of calm you are in your decision making, the more you're sort of, you're, you're okay you know, whatever sort of the outcome is, Mm. I think that's when you can really sort of feel your Mm. gut. I would also, um, one experiment I did once when I was a career coach many years ago, I had a lot of students always asking me, how do I choose between these two jobs? And they'd sell them both to me on this really sort of high level. And I was like, oh, they both sound so good. At the end of the day, something I said to them was like, practice telling someone that you've taken one job. So for me, I might be like, Brittany, I've decided to take the job at Apple and just see how that feels. Yeah, that's a Are great you disappointed? Idea. Are you excited? Are you embarrassed? Yeah. Like, wh- how do you feel? Yeah. Um, and just throw it at someone and they might, like, they, their faces might say something and just ignore that. Try and do it over the phone or something like, mom, I've decided right. to take the job at um, Levi's jeans. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, oh, great, sure. And you're like, no, that felt wrong. Right. Go yeah. with go with what you actually, like, feel excited about. Yeah. Did you say Levi's jeans because we're in a closet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last thing, actually, that I wanted to bring up is our lovely friend, Dee, mm. who makes all of her decisions based on her values. Oh, yeah. And I just love that as a decision-making model, right? Mm. Like, what do you believe in? What's important to you? And that should really be the lens that you look yeah. through in all of your decisions that you're making. Yeah. And especially when it comes to your career. Mm. Align your career with your values and you'll never, you know, you'll always be happy and driven and motivated. We should do an episode on values. We really should, yeah. We'll do that um, at the start of next year so people can launch off, make better decisions with their values. With values, yeah. value alignment. That'd be yeah. rad. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that. Ooh. Pod episodes coming at you. <laughs> we got ideas. Yeah, but I think that's such a good point. I do that all the time now that I think about it. I'm yeah. like, no, that really just doesn't align with who I am as a person and what's important to me. Exactly. Hmm. Great! <laughs> High fives because we're recording um, kind of morning time. Yes. Yeah. We can't be drinking all day. You, we'll, I mean, as much as we'd love to, <laughs> right? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 30. Eight. God, we're Holy really getting macaroni. through them, aren't we? I'll tell you. We gotta have a big party when it gets to fifty-two. Do we? That's, that's one, one year. Every, okay, got it. Sorry. Although yeah. I mean it's not really because like, we've taken a break. Two. Yeah, that's true. What but about still? just fifty? That's half of a hundred. <laughs> I like that. The fifty are I mean, in life, fifty is a really big year. Yeah, that everybody celebrates. So I think it's a we should diamond do that. anniversary or the, something. Whatever. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Okay, we'll do that. What's for something sure. you've learned about life this week, Brit? Holy! Well, you put me on the spot there, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we could okay. end with like a nice life lesson. I like that. Just okay. literally occurred to me. A life lesson. And while Brittany thinks of this, I'll oh, just. Oh, I have one. Oh, have great. One. Okay. So this is like maybe a little bit, um, like random. But um, something that I've really been thinking about a lot lately 
is I'm trying to, I had a bit of like a little back problem Mm. that I think was brought on by stress, but I'm not, of course, hundred percent sure. And what I've realized is that, cause I used to like work out Mm -hmm. and I used to be like, you're, you know, you're doing this, Brittany, you know, like (laughs) you ain't, you know, like I would, I'd be like, you know, you know, you gotta like kick your ass, blah, 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 and all this stuff. This is so random. It has nothing to do with work. But anyway, um, but then I kind of realized that actually I need to change the way that I see kind of like taking care of myself and my body and be more like I'm doing this for because I love you body yes you know like I'm I'm gonna go and it's like a treat for it's not a punishment Mm -hmm. it's it's a reward you know for anyway that's a really random piece of life lesson but I learned that recently yeah did you listen to the high low this week no so it was really good actually it was the best Mm. episode in a while okay um they had a woman called Bella Mackey on the show and she wrote a book called Jog On and Mm. basically it was the book is about um her struggles with the anxiety and how she found that running made it a lot better, which is not mm. revelationary, but she also like takes a really different approach to it, which it spoke to me to the mm. point where I considered going for a run this week. <laughs> considered. Well, that's half the well, work half right there. The, half the battle. <laughs> um, and basically uh, her view is like, You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to own the fancy gear. You don't have to run any further than you did last time. Just run for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Just go out there, one foot in front of the other, do it for yourself. Don't do it so that you can look like a cool, fit person or so that you can talk about it. It's literally just for yourself. And that that really, like, it spoke to me because I think – so much of exercise is really performative. Yes. It's like, oh, well, I, I do this yoga class and I yoga. go to spin yeah. and, and you have to be good at it. But she's like, no, you don't. You, you don't. can be shit at it. Totally. Like, you can just do it for your own well-being. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I did do some stretches this morning. Good for I'm you. such an old lady. Yeah. I really need to. Yeah. I I, I'm going to go for a run, I promise. As a, as a reward to mm. my body to treat myself nicely, you know? Yeah, that white. That's right. We deserve it. Okay, but what's your learning? Because, um, I mean, I we know, did I just really did put you on the spot there. Can't that be my learning? That, 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 that can exercise. definitely be. All right. That's <laughs> I just your wanted learning. you to give me some wisdom. I'm going to freaking put Penny on the spot next week. You'll see. Oh, I'm going to throw something at her. She's not expecting. Okay. I'll prepare. <laughs> plan, 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 plan. Plan, prepare, plan, plan, prepare. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, have a lovely week. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>